Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. It's now time to turn our attention to headlines coming out of China. We've got Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi's address at the 77th General Assembly of the United Nations, as well as a Chinese laboratory being placed under investigation on the suspicion of concealing positive COVID-19 test results, and a cross-border freight train operations uh, between North Korea and China resuming. Let's uh, try and get some insight on these headlines with Dr. O. A. Sun, Sr., fellow at Singapore Institute of International. National Affairs. Good morning, Dr. O. A very good morning to you indeed. And we've got a mix of headlines out of China to get through, starting off with Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi's address at the 77th General Assembly of the United Nations. Before we talk about some of the deeper topics, what were some of the standout moments for you? What were some of the highlights? Well, uh, frankly speaking, uh, it would be his uh, emphasis on uh, resolving um, differences uh, peacefully. Mm-hmm. I think that is, of course, a reference to uh, Ukraine. And then, of course, the rhetoric on uh, uh, Taiwan remains uh, very strong and vehement. And, of course, there's a usual reiterating of China's commitment to uh, development worldwide and and so on yeah mm. so let's touch on these separately i mean first of all the uh ukraine russia conflict right does this mean that i mean from from your reading of the situation is is china trying to show their support in that sense well it would appear that china is uh, nowadays taking a more balanced approach in uh, approaching this uh, ukrainian uh, crisis uh, on the one hand it uh, as i said emphasizes uh, the need to uh, resolve the matter peacefully, although there was no specific uh, reference. Mm. But on the other hand, it also talked about the legitimate uh, security concerns of nations. I think that uh, refers to uh, Russia's, uh, well, concerns. So, yeah, you would see it very carefully trying to uh, move away from overtly, uh, you know, supporting Russia. Yeah, Yeah, I suppose you can trust China to sort of take that type of, uh, make those type of measured uh, comments in that sense. But it was slightly different when uh, Wang Yi emphasized that China is prepared to use violence to achieve its long-held ambition of conquering Taiwan. Ooh, uh, what did you make of that part of the speech? Well, number one, this is uh, actually nothing new uh, Mm. because uh, Chinese leaders in various uh, international forums will emphasize their resolve to reunify Taiwan and so on. And I think the more exact terms uh, they use typically would be, you know, they would not exclude the use of uh, force in resolving the Taiwan crisis and and so on. So, uh, well, I think this is also in response to... uh, recent comments by U.S. President yeah. Joe Biden, whereby yeah. they say the U.S. might send uh, troops to defend Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the academic circle, this has been something that's long been discussed. And as you said, nothing new, right? Such statements. You wonder, though, you know, with these comments coming out, like, uh, if you try, I will defend that kind of comments, right? Could the so-called reunification happen sooner rather than later? Well, I think, of course, uh, for the China side, it is very important to, to have this uh, reunification mm. as you know one of the crowning uh, achievements of the party you know, within the next uh, period of time. Uh, but of course, China would also need to, uh, well, if you are really resolving at some point to the possibility of use of force, 
you need to build up your military mm. more mm. Uh, comprehensively, right? In anticipation of uh, American intervention here. Mm. And technically, they have their own problems with the housing and COVID issues. <laughs> Speaking of COVID, Dr. O, the, there was a Chinese laboratory that's now placed under investigation on the suspicion of concealing positive COVID-19 test results. Uh, what can you tell us about this investigation as far as the backstory is concerned? Well, so far, we don't have a lot of information uh, uh, on, on that particular issue. Okay. But of course, uh, as you know, China has this uh, zero COVID uh, policy. So the, it is very important to have uh, accurate test results as to, for example, whether a specific uh, district in a specific city uh, does have, for example, some cases of uh, COVID-19 being positive and so on. So if the integrity of such a test results has been compromised, you know, like positive results not being reported and so on. So for the Chinese authorities, I think this is something quite a big deal because, uh, you know, it, it would not enable them to accomplish the zero COVID goals. Mm-hmm. And that's why this uh, investigation uh, has been carried out here. Mm-hmm. And, and right now we can't really say whether it's human error or not, right? We can't, but because of the mass amount of tests, you know, sometimes uh, some of these labs, they might have, uh, for example, uh, you know, uh, testing uh, too frequently. And then sometimes the sanitization of uh, all these uh, all these test equipments may not be perfect and so on. We don't know at this point here. Okay. I'm on the line with Dr. O.A. Sun, Senior Fellow at Singapore Institute of International Affairs. There was another uh, curious headline coming out of China. Chinese court sentencing former Vice Public Secretary Minister Sun Li Jun to life in prison just weeks before that crucial Communist Party reshuffle. Uh, what's the basis of Mr. Sun's sentencing, uh, Dr. O? And does this perhaps uh, you know, stop all these uh, political cliques, uh, something that uh, the presidency might be looking to do? Well, of course, uh, there is uh, perennial uh, bribe taking uh, yeah. to the tune of, I think, the equivalent of more than 91 million US dollars. Wow. That's a lot of money. And then there was, uh, for a vice minister, uh, there was this uh, stock market manipulation. And then, of course, uh, there was this possession of firearms even uh, among the charges uh, being slapped on to, uh, Mr. Soon. <laughs> oh, he's a and boy. yes, it, yeah. <laughs> Indeed, uh, it's customary to have these senior officials uh, being paraded and mm. sentenced uh, before a major party congress Mm-mm-mm. to remind you know many of these uh, senior officials to still toe the party line. You know? Yeah. So there's still that 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 element of that crackdown, whether it be in the tech sector or you know any of these uh, undesirable actions in that sense. Indeed, uh, and to remind them to be politically uh, loyal to oh, the yes. leadership. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Oh, South Korea's Yonhap News Agency has reported that cross-border freight train operations between North Korea and China have resumed after a five-month suspension. When you consider that China is taking the zero-COVID policy, just like the one that we were discussing earlier on, does this pose as perhaps a risk? Yeah, at the same time, North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un declared victory over COVID-19 last month. Well, indeed, it's a risk, right? But uh, I think to me, it signals uh, perhaps uh, some dire economic situation in North Korea here. Uh, that, that's why China have to resume, the, in a sense, uh, this sort of uh, bilateral trade. 
so that uh, North Korea could uh, at least uh, you know make some money out of their exports and perhaps uh, importing some of these uh, more essential materials. So for me, that means you have to keep a closer eye on the developments in North mm. Korea. Yeah. So it's more of an urgency on North Korea's part and not China's part. Oh no, because uh, well, China is the world's second largest economy. You know, it wouldn't depend on North Korea to have its uh, foreign trade restore, right? Yeah, that is true. That is true. So it's more like uh, helping a neighbor out in that sense. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Oe San, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs, on the line with me this morning. Dr. O, as always, I appreciate your time. You take care and have a great day ahead. Thank you very much indeed. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.